The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now until Tuesday, get 20% off when you use promo code NFCBEAST. That's N-F-C-B-E-A-S-T. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 210. We're up to already in a blink of an eye. Um, all right, we we rag on the guy when he does does bad, so let's let's dedicate this episode to a, to a guy who, who actually did good last night, Yanni the Greek, Yanni the Teeth. Uh, I, skipped through, <laughs> I skipped through all of his parts always on the um, on the broadcast of Dana White Contender Series, but from uh reading the discord sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord get in there if you're not already uh going through and reading that after i had a chance to finish watching the fights this morning uh sounds like yanni did good um he may have even done better than our resident expert uh guy who calls himself a god so maybe we should call him yanni god now to go along with our gumby god so and yeah we'll we'll uh we'll discuss some contender series shortly i am one of your hosts jeff chalks fox hello thank you for coming to the show um, this is one of our, uh, our patented infamous, I was going to say famous, maybe infamous, no UFC, no problem episodes. Uh, the UFC is dark this week. One of the rare, actually it wasn't really dark. We had contender series last night. So even when <laughs> a week off that they don't really have a week off, but there's no proper UFC event this weekend. Then they have an event next week. And I think they have another week off coming soon too. Maybe even a week after that. So anyhow, I think we got a couple of dead weeks coming up, but we never leave you lovely boys and girls because i'm sure maybe girl maybe i shouldn't pluralize girls but um we never leave you in the lurch we always have picks for you so we're going to break down some bellator and some cage warriors over the next couple episodes and ram those into your ear holes and, and see how you like that so all right let's bring in this man i was going to actually ask this question on the discord before uh, we went in the air but um i don't know i i don't want to call a guy out when, when he does bad but and there is that damn chair of his already making an early, <laughs> appearance, early appearance on the podcast. Um, I, I was going to ask, do I still need to call him a god? Is he still a Gumby god when he goes three and two and basically breaks even, loses a little bit of money? And Yanni may have beaten him um, from all I can I can gather. So do I have to call him a god or not? Uh, let's, let's bring him in and ask him. It's Daniel Breland. Hello. Okay, so first of all, yeah, th- three and two I think was a good night giving the yeah. losses. Uh, because, all, all favorites won. It, it was chalk yeah, across the board. And the two dogs that I did pick, uh, one of them had mount 30 seconds into the fight and held that for like a solid two minutes uh, before being reversed and trying a bunch of weird arm bars and getting himself knocked out. Um, yep. But like, it, th- that's not, a, at, at the end of the day, that's kind of a bad beat and you take it for what it is. Uh, and then the other one, had a guy pretty much TKO'd. The guy couldn't even walk outside of the cage at the end. Yeah. He just ate a uh, unlucky punch in the third round. I think it was probably 1-1. I don't know if it was 1-1. I wish they un- uh, they gave out scorecards like they do in the UFC, but they don't do that on Contender Series. But yeah, anyway. Be interesting, yeah. Yeah, because I would have liked to seen if uh, Hoybert Echeverria had uh, gotten his. <laughs> Hoybert, yes. Yeah. They I were saying his name wrong last night. Even, uh, and- even Laura, who you usually can uh, – 
count on you know uh, knowing what, what she talked about she was calling him Roybert too she was calling yeah. him Roybert too it's strange it is guy. actually Roybert he's Venezuelan <laughs> he's not uh, is he still the unbroken though after after last night uh he seemed to I actually saw a social media post from him he's uh giving it the old uh it's God's will kind of deal and yeah and ready to bounce back from it so that, that's good I got a hotter take I got a hotter take than it's God's will uh it's your stupid fight IQs will is why you lost that fight how about we stand know. around and, and throw some kicks on a grounded fighter for a minute, minute and a half, uh, two rounds yeah, in a row? I, I, did, I didn't God, like that. What I didn't like doing? that at all. It, it seemed like you a weird move. stand up or you engaged. You don't, like, he wasted, like, three minutes of the fight doing that. Well, and I would also say, too, it's not just that he wasted three minutes of the fight, but, like, it, it's okay to waste three minutes of a round in a round you might be winning. Uh, right. But doing it in a round you, you're definitely losing. Yeah. Uh, seems like a problem. So yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you on that one. Um, not the best move on that point. Um, but yeah, Roybert Roy Echeverria didn't look awful. So those two plays are not so bad. And to your point, I'm going to give Yanni credit where credit is due. Cause, uh, I'm the first one to rag on him when he's terrible. He was four. No, uh, <laughs> I, I will say also though, if you are going to, you can, you can't compare apples to oranges. So we're here playing like a make-believe game where you have to bet the same amount of money in on every single fight and only the money line and not over-unders or you know loves his over-unders he he would be totally ham hamstrung if you told him nope no fancy bets you just got to pick a winner here yeah yeah he he would do less good than he did but i would (laughs) say he did um he did hit a really good uh finish prop on uh the rule liev which by the way he he had had eight this is where maybe it makes sense that Yanni hit it. Uh, Narulo Aliyev had eight pro fights going into t- last night, uh, yep. and he had seven decision wins, just yep. one finish. Yep. And Yanni came on and was like, I think he's due for a finish. And I was like, come on. <laughs> you said it. That's his classic thing. It's come due. On. It's due. It's yeah. Due. And, and then uh, and then he got it. So, uh, you know, like, even, uh, even the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I, I would say he, he had a good night, so you give him credit where credit is due. Yeah, I would I, say I didn't have a bad night. Yeah, and I would say I, I didn't have a bad night either because uh, mo- most of my big play, and I, I think this is true of everybody who is in the Discord too, I think everybody was on the Bruno Fajeda and Raul Rosas fights uh, yeah. on big, and most of them had him in parlays. Some of them had him in football parlays. Uh, as we yeah, they, they, we're, we're talking about talk about you, Jong, uh, <laughs> which I love. I love F, it. Uh, F the uh, F the Broncos or whatever he typed. Yes, uh, or maybe yeah, he was I on the Broncos. One, I can't remember. I think this one was in with the Packers. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who won last week? So yeah, that in uh, Rosas and in Fajeda both hitting. I, I think gave us a pretty darn good night. Yeah, my son, uh, youngest, seems to be in on the Yanni train too. Because last night he was like, "Who's that annoying guy you know?" I'm like, <laughs> "Which, which is most people I know." Like, what do you mean? You're the one that you were on on the show with? And I'm like, oh yeah, that Yanni guy. Yeah, um, I can't remember how he came up. It's like, yeah, I said to him, yeah, people don't like him because he makes really bad picks. So. And, he's, and then and here it gets better. And then he goes, "You know somebody else who makes really bad picks, right?" I'm like, who? Oh. That Gumby guy. Ah, like, oh, good boy. Look at look good at him. Boy. He's playing dad's Just favorites. What does he need? Now, exactly. Now he's in grade <laughs> seven. He's he's wised up to the ways of the world. So, all right, let's get back to someone who's barely who's barely older than my children. He's basically the same age as my oldest is going to be, seventeen in uh, 
month and a half. And that's how old someone who got their contract to the UFC last night was Raul Rosas Jr. El Nino Problema. Let's talk about him. He seems to be the big story coming out of the night, obviously. Yeah, I, I so I, I'm I'm with everybody else on being on the hype train. Uh, I, I think, you know, his his pure athleticism is is just shocking. His uh, positioning is really impressive. The way he goes for it's good. Um, he, he showed he had good cardio in this fight, which was our big concern going in or our only concern going in. The one thing I will say is just like maybe a little too aggressive for his own good. Yeah, he's very um, aggressive, yeah. Yeah, and he kept getting high on the back of Mando Gutierrez and, like, sliding off. And luckily, you know, he was a good enough grappler, especially against Mando Gutierrez, to, like, steal the spot back um, and, like, wind up back in a good spot. But, like, in the UFC, I think he's going to have a lot more trouble with that if he does get high on somebody's back. I, I, w- I have to say this, too. You know, like, I- I'm, again... I'm not a naysayer. I, I'm here for him. I, I think he's the real deal. But I was looking at the list of bantamweights in the UFC right now, and and I'm a little worried. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little worried. Wrong division, Danter. It's not a good spot to be. Like, no. If you're looking at people who you think he could fight and beat easily, like, I mean, like, Damon Blackshear, who just drew Yusuf Zalal. Seems like he's probably got the wrestling defense. That's one of probably what we would currently rank as one of the worst guys in the division. Maybe Jay Perrin, but even he wrestles kind of well. Um, and fought, he, he recently lost to uh, Aori Q Lang. Yep. Um, Ludovic. We Perrin, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ludovic <laughs> Shaolinian or, or, uh, or Simon Oliveira, maybe, but even. Those two guys, like, it's weird. The worst guys in the division are the guys who you would consider the worst in the division, and you're, like, ready to to feed to this guy, are all ones who I think wrestle really well, which is a a weird sort of thing. Uh, So I I, I don't know what's first for him in the UFC. Maybe they find another contender series guy. I don't know what they signed. Uh, I'll I'll have to look it up on the air here. But I I don't know what they signed in terms of, uh, Bantamweights on the Contender Series this year, but I, I think that might have to be the move because the, I, they don't want to yeah. put him in there with a wrestler, right? Yeah, yeah. It's there was a lot of red uh, red alert signs, uh, red alert uh, lights flashing, signs, lights. I guess signs don't really flash, but yes, yeah, so there was a lot of warning signs. That's what I'm trying to say. Flashing for me last night with him, it wasn't uh, by by no no means a perfect uh, performance by him. By no means a total domination by him as well. But um, yeah, it's it's the wrong division. If if he, he could somehow get down to flyweight, then yeah, then then we could be talking. Um, but yeah, he, is, he could fight he could fight Jose Johnson, but even he showed some like wrestling in that fight with Jack Cartwright. Um, but he's been beat by wrestlers in the past. I wouldn't put him up against that that 21-year-old Cameron Simon from uh, South Africa, who's another Bantamweight they signed. I'm looking for more Bantamweights. Are those the only ones? Fareed Basharat. Those are the those <laughs> those three. Oh, and Daniel Mark and Daniel Marcos from that week too. So like that is not an easy batch of content. Like Bantamweight's no. so good. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I just don't know what to do with him yet. Yeah, I was wondering like signing i thought there's no way they're gonna sign him but then i see he's he's 18 in like three weeks so that he, he won't be in the ufc fighting while he's 17 so 
I'm sure once he's legally an adult at 18, it'll um, it'll won't be an issue. I guess it wasn't an issue anyhow. But as as Gumby revealed in our uh, Discord, he, he thinks it's all set up anyhow, and uh, all these contracts are already set. I guess the fight no. still has to look good and win. But I don't I don't think that's true. No, I really? no, that's not at Didn't all. Didn't you I say think. that? I said that about Bo Nickel in only okay, Bo Nickel. Uh, certain yeah. fighters, yes. A, yeah, a few yeah. Of them. Bo Nickel has a deal worked out. That's why uh, he didn't freak out on Dana. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I thought you meant Rosas too, no. possibly. No, 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 no. Absolutely okay. not. No, and and he, he he works with a good agency, but they don't. I don't think they have pre-worked out deals for those guys. Okay. Well, that's no fun then, Dan. I, I th- thought we had. A I'm good not. A, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, yet. you're not. No, thank thank God. That's why we get along so well. All right, Sonia. It was a good a good night. Good night of fights. Uh, Rosas aside, it was yeah. When um, Ali have decided to uh, use some ground and pound. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> just impressive. All of a sudden, flipped the switch and destroyed the guy. I wonder if he blue. got that in him all along because I've watched a lot of his fights. Great control and positioning, but like I wonder if that you know. Sort of the Dana White contender series effect just came over him, and that's why he went for it. Uh, because you know, like he he has been a very conservative fighter, and, and to just turn it on like that, and for it to be that good, really it's impressive. Like a random, like just randomly, he he already had him down for ages before that, and just all of a sudden, boom! Maybe he got his eyes raked again for the five million oh, yeah. time by by that dirty white mamba maybe that was it so yeah I, I i don't know what it was but he he yeah. definitely decided to turn it on suddenly yep but you'll have more dwcs anyway contender series talk on sunday because it sadly it's the last week of the show um everyone is very excited to see it go uh, which they should at least do it twice a year uh, and then that would cover us from almost half the year it would be 20 weeks of it because we make a lot of money off that show and um and, and people love it so Anyhow, um, one more week of that. Uh, this week, we got uh, Gumby's, this episode, Gumby's favorite promotion in the whole wide world we're going to talk about. I'll <laughs> tell you about WinBet. First, WinBet. Think of joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Plus your 20 owner or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss the case and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And finally, Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has the bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. I know, I know what you're thinking, listener. We've gone far too long without giving you ways to make money on this episode. So we're going to jump into that now. Um, Gumby voluntarily 
this was all his on his accord voluntarily chose to break down Bellator on this episode. I did. I, I'll say why too, though. I, I I was looking at the other fight cards that are going on this weekend, and there are a couple of promotions that I typically like better than Bellator. Like Fury FC is on Sunday, yeah. but I, I'll say it, kind of a weak card for Fury. And, and I think I saw same thing with. I did, did I see the same thing, or was it next uh, UFC gap that I was trying to look ahead to? Same thing with FAC, which has a weirdly light card coming up. So, uh, yeah, like I, Bellator wound up being the one with name value and people I recognize. So here we are talking about Bellator. It, um, is I was going to say they are the second uh, second biggest promotion in the world, but has PFL surpassed them? I, I've heard I've read some people positive in that opinion, and I think it could be true is pfl a better promotion or a bigger promotion than the belter at this point i think it really depends on what you're looking for because i'll say this like pfl definitely does a better job of like giving you up and coming stars because like that that's the thing about bellator is that like every single time you turn on a bellator event you're like oh yeah i forgot about benson henderson or oh yeah Melvin Manhoff still fights, huh? That's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when Mads Brunel was in the UFC? Oh, cool. Oh, here he is again. Um, So, like, Bellator's got a lot of that. And whether or not those guys could beat the guys in PFL, I mean, that's kind of neither here nor there. But, like, PFL at least does a good job of, like, making me care about, like, guys I had not heard of before. Like I was yeah. not real into or didn't know terrible much about Ray Cooper before he ran right, right. through that place uh, multiple times. Or, you know, I didn't know who Josh Silvera was, but they've made me care about him. Or, um, you know, the big Brazilian guy who got DQ'd against uh, Fabrizio Verdum there. What's his face? You know, like I, I tune in to watch him fight now. So like I, they, they at least are like, trying to get me to care about people who aren't like just ufc washouts um so like i i I guess it just depends on what your your taste is and what you're looking for good wishy-washy answer attaboy Uh, um if uh bellator and pfl just average events are on the same night same time i think pfl yeah i was gonna say i'm watching pfl pretty much uh well i'm definitely watching pfl because it's easier to find on espn plus yep that's true weird showtime app or some fucking shit like that but uh Yeah, like I, I, you know, I, I think PFL's quality of of production is better too in yes. general, and and they do better at helping me remember there's an event. Like I see advertisements for it. Like yep. until I went on Tapology, I didn't know Benson Henderson was fighting this weekend. I only knew because Severe MMA talked about it because it's in Dublin. This is one of their their returns to. Oh, have they been in the UK since the pandemic? I'm not sure if they have or not. But anyhow, the, the, uh, they were making a huge push into uh, Europe, Bellator, uh, into Europe before the pandemic uh, seems to have scuttled all those plans. But they are back in Dublin this week in the three arena in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, it is, as Dan mentioned, it is on Showtime. Uh, prelims are on YouTube. If you're in Canada, like me, it's all free on YouTube for you, which I, I still would rather watch it on TV. But anyhow, YouTube and free. That works for me. Um, Friday, the 23rd of September. 1 p.m. It's is the start time. So this is a afternoon event because they are doing it in Dublin time. That's another thing with Bellator. They are like the days of the week that they run is uh, I guess PFL has been doing that too recently, but it's not consistent. Like you don't know if it's a Friday or Saturday some weeks, which I'm sure doesn't help. 
but anywho, UFC, you know, pretty much uh, 99% of the time, it's going to be Saturday night. So sure, that doesn't help things. But when you're not number one, you you do what you have to do. So, all right, this one, sadly, this event is in a cage as well. So we're not getting anything fancy over um, over in Dublin. So uh, Gumby has picked out five fights on the night for us to break down as I waste time as they scroll there there's there's the sheet i'm looking for all right we're going to start things off with a prelim fight i believe um yes prelims it is lightweights georgie Kark Karkakian. you're like oh yeah that guy still fights yeah he, he's a bellator guy he's been around forever versus kane musa as i said this is a lightweight fight let me tell you about musa first the danger is his nickname kane the danger musa what thoughts on the nickname the danger not danger the danger that's it's not as bad as it could be. No, it's true. It's very, very true. He's 13 and four, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. Two and two in Bellator. He's got win loss win over his Bellator career. He has lost his last fight. Uh, 2008. He's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's a year younger than Karkakian. 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 Have I ever, have I had to say his name on here before? I'm not sure if I have. Karkakian. I I don't think you have. No, it's fun. It's so much fun. Plus 160 is the number on Musa. Karkakian, Gogo, and Insane are his nicknames. Two very, I guess, no. Gogo, and, they, they go hand in hand, I guess. Um, he's 31, 13, and 1 with one no contest. He's got seven knockouts, 16 submissions on his ledger. He's been knocked out three times. He's 9 and 11 in Bellator over three stints in the organization. He's lost two straight, and he's won two of his last five. He used to fight at... Featherweight, down at Featherweight. He was 2-1 and one in the World Series in fighting, and he was the champion at Featherweight for that promotion. He also was the Tachi Palace Fights champion. 2006, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He was 1-0 as a pro boxer. He also is a grappling champ. Minus 190, the number on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Karaki in here. It, in, the thing about him and the reason why I like him is, is really when you're breaking him down, and you're looking at the guys who have beat him because you talked about the fact that his recent record's not that great, right? Like he's actually, if you want to peel it back a little bit, he, he's three and five in his last eight. But when you look at the guys who have beat him, it's largely dudes who are excellent at wrestling, right? Saul Rogers, who is, you know, should have been an ultimate fighter champion. Miles Jury, who, you know, has a little bit of wrestling, but also just like controls the cage really well. AJ McKee. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanchez to a little bit of a lesser extent, Adam Piccolotti, but like guys who can control him do well against him. And Kane Musa, you know, from what I've seen of him, which I, I'll, I'll be admitted here, not as much as I probably should have to make like a super informed pick here, but like, he's a guy who wants to throw tons of punches. He want he, you know, most of his, most of his wins that aren't decision or knockouts, um, you know, he, he's knocked out guys with punches to the body. But I also just like haven't seen him look particularly good in any of his last three fights. I think Karakian's definitely going to have a submission advantage. And just like, you know, he's faster. He's the Wiley veteran. I, I'm going to go with Karakian. All right. There you go. Your first winning pick in the books for you. It's a chalky one, but nonetheless, it is a winning pick because Gumby told you it was. All right, I'm going to tell you about a few more of our sponsors because it's that time already. We've been chit-chatting so much. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. As if a quarter million isn't enough, they're going to offer you more than that. Download the app, choose your contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You also test your skills versus the house and... 
they still don't have win here. And win, it should say, 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN, nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. So nohouseadvantage.com, promo code SGPN. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. And who isn't, to be frank? They got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I'm going to be using it for the SGPN basketball one that I have entered. It's a game changer product like anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game because they have over-unders integrated right into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen, i.e. Patrick Mahomes. is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you're also confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yards line. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under and sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it up together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Moving right along, we are going to the main card, I believe. Next, Gumby's got me jumping all over the all over the screen here. I think we're doing Mads Burnell, Pedro Carvalho next. Is that right? No. Um, yeah, that, that one's yeah, fine. Okay, that's right. Yeah, the, the order of the fights have been swapped around a bit, but yes. Burnell and Carvalho, they are fighting at, how much do these guys weigh? Welterweights? No, they're featherweights. Excuse me. What am I saying? All right, I'm going to tell you about Carvalho first. The game is his nickname. He's 12 and six, two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Five and three in Bellator. However, he started his career at four and oh, which means he's gone one and three over his last four fights, including losing his last fight. He's fight up at lightweight. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. Three inches of height, two inches of reach on Burnell, plus 350. That's a big, big underdog number on him. Mads Burnell. When your name's Mads, you don't need a nickname. He's 16 and four, one knockout, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, three and one in Bellator, lost his last fight. He was the Cage Warriors champion. He also was a regional champion. One and two in the UFC. He's fight at lightweight. He's a grappling champion or was minus four ten. Uh yeah, even though it's super chalky, I'm gonna take Mads for nail here. Uh, <laughs> look, man, he he 
I, I mean, like, when I was making those jokes about, like, hey, that guy's ooh, still around, Mads Burnell is the one who's like, oh, wait, actually, it's really awesome that Mads Burnell is still around. Because I, I don't know if you remember this. Mads Burnell fought Arnold Allen back in the day, and it's possibly the fight that Arnold Allen was the closest to losing. Um, Mads Burnell going into the last half of the third round had controlled Arnold Allen for over seven and a half minutes in that fight. And uh, he wound up getting guillotine choke. I think, no, it was a front choke. It was a front choke by Arnold Allen. So like, he's a guy who's absolutely phenomenal in there, specifically in grappling. And it's not that Carvalho doesn't have some skills in his own right. Um, But, you know, like like you said, he's a guy who's had some trouble in the past, clearly getting ground and pounded out by J.J. Wilson. Um, although Wilson's good too, is an indicator that Mads Burnell could probably do the same thing or at least control him. So yeah, th- there's a reason why this number is so steep and it's that Mads Burnell should be a, a giant favorite here. All right, there you go. You move on to one of the hometown heroes uh, on the fight card. Leah McCourt will be fighting Diana Silva, a women's featherweight fight. Um, we're going to tell you about McCourt first. The curse. What's with the the nicknames? Everyone's got the nickname. I've I dig it. Her- I'm fine with I'd that. Ne- I'd never heard her nickname before. I didn't know she was the curse. Did you know that? I don't know. Are, are you using sure dog nicknames again, though? Um, maybe. Maybe they're, maybe they're not dog. real. No, you know, Tapology has the curse, too. So you're, that's, yeah. a, that's a real nickname. There you <laughs> go. She's six and two, one knockout, two submissions. She's been knocked out once. Five and one in Bellator. The one loss came in her very last fight against uh, fellow Irish fighter Sinead Kavanaugh, who I thought was supposed to be on this fight card, too, but I guess her fight fell through. you, you got to be careful. Leah McCourt, by the way, Northern, yes, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, yep. It's, yep, it's different, I've been told. I don't need to start the troubles again, no. Uh, we definitely don't want to want to do that. Um, she has missed weight in the past, at, badly, at featherweight. Um, she's two years younger than Silva, into height on her, plus 100, even money on her. Silva, 10 and 7 with two knockouts. She's been knocked out twice, one and two in Bellator, won her last fight. She was a Shudo champion before this. She's fight at lightweight. She's fight at bantamweight. 0 and 1 on the contender series. 2009, she's been a pro MMA fighter since minus 106. Yeah. I, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the plus money dog here. Uh, I think McCourt, yeah, it's it's about time, right? But I've, I've always said both is a little on the chalky side. McCourt here might be the worst of the two fighters on the feet, but there's a couple of things I don't particularly like about Dana Deanna Silva. Uh, one of them being she she might be sharper when she throws punches on the feet, but there's a lot of wasted movement in what she does. She like bounces a lot and her hands are moving around. And while like sometimes that can be good for like misdirection and stuff, like Leah McCord is pretty straightforward about what she wants to do. She wants to get you in the clinch. She wants to rip you to the ground. She wants to get her game going from there. And like when you're moving around really erratically and especially if it's lots of it up and down movement, it's really hard to react to somebody trying to take you down. Uh, You usually do that when you're just trying to like misdirect people and you're not really worried about the takedown. So I think that that's a problem for Diana Silva. And I'll also just say like in general, I haven't seen much of Silva on the ground, but I, I think McCord's better there. So I, I think McCord's going to take advantage of that extra movement, get in on that clinch and get the takedown. There you go. We got our first underdog, technically. All right, co-main event time. Light heavyweights, Ual Romero versus Melvin Manhoof. Yes, both these men still fight. Uh, Manhoof, no mercy. Not love, no mercy. That would be a better name, but nonetheless, just no mercy. 32-15-1 with two no contests, 29 knockouts 
on his resume he, himself. He's been knocked out six times, submitted seven times. He's four and four with one no contest in Bellator. He got TKO'd in his last fight, which was back in November of 2020. Somehow he used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. You can't picture him at welterweight. He's, he's a big man. Uh, he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, for sure. He has mantle. Um, one and one with one no contest in one championship, the biggest promotion ever in the world. Uh, Owen two in Strike Force, 1995 was his pro MMA debut. Um, kickboxing champion as well, uh, plus 500, the number on him. Yoel, Soldier of God, Romero, 14 to six with 12 knockouts. He's been knocked out once. One and one in Bellator, one via TKO his last fight. He was nine and four in the UFC. He used to fight at middleweight. Mostly he fought at middleweight. He has did miss weight at middleweight a couple times. 0-1 in strike force. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. He also was a wrestling champion and a silver medalist in wrestling. Uh, he's two inches taller. Uh, the man who has two inches reach. Somehow he's younger than his opponent for once. He's a year younger. We should check that. Maybe the only time he's ever been younger than an MMA opponent. But he is a year younger than Manhoof. Mine is 6'10", the <laughs> number on. Nine, 91 years of age in the cage for this. Yep. Uh, this that's totally that's, Bellator. That's that's a real Bellator-ass move. Uh, I'm going to go with y'all Romero. Nobody's, uh, yeah, no, nobody out here is looking to bet Melvin Manoff at, at this stage in his career, right? Like, he's he's just also, like, he gets knocked out a lot. Um, And, and I don't just mean over his last few fights. I, I mean, like, if you look historically, he's been knocked out a lot. Like, you know, Schlemenko knocked him out. Uh, Carvalho knocked him out. Corey Anderson knocked him out. Joe Schilling knocked him out. You know, like, uh, did Kalidoff knock? No, Kalidoff subbed him. Uh, you know, like, there are people out there knocking this guy out all the time. And it has been for a really long time. I, I think that's a huge problem against Yoel Romero. And even if it's not a problem against Yoel Romero in like 2021 or 2022, rather like that, that Romero maybe just doesn't pull the trigger and doesn't knock him out. Like the other thing is Yoel Romero is a good grappler and he's up against the guy who like notoriously has always been a kickboxer who loves to slug it and doesn't pay attention to the takedown defense. So yeah, I, I think Yoel Romero just wins this any way he wants. What if he decides he's not going to throw a punch the whole fight? I mean, he probably do. He'd probably do something similar to what he did to Alex Polizzi last time. It's just like knock him out with one second anyway, uh, after looking real terrible. Look, and to, to your point though, you know, and I think it's a good one. I would not put this in a parlay. I'm I'm just going to say that up front. I would not find any interesting way to bet Yoel Romero here because at negative 600 in the wide variations of his fighting styles from fight to fight, and the fact that he is just like so flaky, I don't like that number. I don't like any of the props, and I don't like putting them in a parlay. So uh, while I, my official pick is Joao Romero, this is a, a big old pass for me. Boy, Gumby, that was harsh. He does not like anything. What your thoughts on green eggs and ham? Oh, I don't like those. Oh my uh, god, he doesn't like anything. Yeah, I wonder if um, and hang on, this uh, maybe I'll find a back way to get, get prepping on the next fight, and I will uh, tell you if I found something that I like. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you about Elias Game Plan. That's what. I'm oh, okay. And then, then I'll come back and tell you. All right. <laughs> Elias Game Plan app. Did you know the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? Because it's NFL season, a favorite time of the year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just take, talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to Elias Game Plan app. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. 
OS Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the OS Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues. OS Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that is up to date and that you can trust. This app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge, league-validated team and player news and stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias' key insights from their from the Elias statisticians, including injury impact analysis and expert game analysis, which can give you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or showing off your sports knowledge. And the Elias Game Plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. So you get the information you need to feel comfortable when making big decisions on betting for your fantasy or betting or your fantasy team. Excuse me. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key, so I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. Here's what you all should do. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use my promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN15. And finally, introducing Run Your Pool VIP, RYP VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool helps you get an extra edge against the books plus exclusive access to real money pools get access to exclusive data to help with your weekly game picks premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan you need run your pool vip use promo code sgpnvip at runyourpool.com vip and get 15 percent off your first month of run your pool vip that's code sgpnvip at runyourpool.com vip all right you have something to say? Or are we going to move on? To yeah, the final yeah. I, I found a way to bet that fight. You you could bet uh, that fight over one and a half rounds. I, you I, sure, I'll say, Yanni? Yeah, I'll, I'll say if you really want to find a good way to make money on that fight, over one and a half rounds is negative 110. I think that's playable in that uh, Melvin Manoff will probably survive that long and Yal Romero will look passive that early in the fight. I, I think it probably gets late into the second before Yoel either turns it on or just accepts he's going to win a decision. So uh, uh, if you're going to bet something in that fight um, and you don't want to just take like the chalkiest of the chalk, that that's probably it. Yeah. Makes sense to me. All right. Main event time. Um, it is five rounds, five minute rounds, five of them, five times five light, Waits Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley, another hometown hero. Um, let's tell you about Queeley first. He is the showstopper, another the. Uh, he's 13 6 and 1 with three knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He's 2 and 2 in Bellator. He lost his last fight via TKO. That was the, the one knockout on his in his last column. Uh, used to fight at Welterweight 2012. He's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's two inches taller than Henderson, has four inches of reach on him, is six years younger, plus 188. Benson smooth. Henderson, 29 and 11, with five knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice, six and six in Bellator. He's won one of his last four. However, the win was his last fight. He used to fight at welterweight, 11 and three in the UFC, where he was the lightweight champion. Five and one in WEC, never die, and he was a champion there. 2006, he's been a pro fighter, MMA fighter since. He also is a grappling champ and a wrestling champ. Minus 190. Yeah, I'm going chalk again here with Benson Henderson. I just don't think he's spent enough to the point where we're talking about him losing to a guy like Peter Queeley. And and that's, I'm not here to insult Peter Queeley, but like 
you know, if we're mentioning the people Benton Henderson has lost to, we're talking about Michael Chandler, Jason Jackson, Brett Primus, guys like that. And he's still out there beating the Adam Piccolotis and the Miles Juries and the Seattle Wads of the world. So, like, you know, I, I feel good about that fact. I'll also say, like, while Quilly is, like, a longtime veteran and a guy that stuck around, like, he's still a guy out here losing to, like, Miles Price, um, like, who you might know from if, if you're a big PFL fan. Miles Price is the dude who just got the floor mopped with him uh, by Marcin Held, Jeremy Stevens, and uh, Anthony Pettis, all of which have looked like absolute ass lately, uh, except against Miles Price, who they beat the hell out of. And Price is out here beating Queeley. So, yeah, like, I, I just don't have enough faith in in what uh, Queeley has, and I don't think Benson Henderson has fallen off enough. I think he's still well enough rounded that he can get by a guy like that and do so in a lot of different ways. So I, I like Benson Henderson here, and I, I will say I, I do kind of like the line, too. And it's going to be via decision if you want to make it even juicier, right? Uh, yeah, probably. That's that's the right thing to like say. It. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All righty. Um, so there we go. I, I will recap our picks. He's got Henderson. He's got Romero. He's got Burnell. He's got McCourt. He's got Karkakian. Karkakian. I just want to say that name again. Um, anything else on this card that you want to throw in there? Or are we getting out of here? Nah, that that pretty much does it for me. I mean, they have like one or two other interesting fights in there. Like I like the Carl Arbrickson, uh, what is it? Who's he fighting? Carl Moore, was it? Yeah, Carl Arbrickson, Carl Moore fight is kind of fun. Um, but apart from that, I, I mean like if you want to bet Brett's Johns, he he's still like good enough to beat whoever they throw at him, so he'll probably win too. Um, I didn't check what the number looked like on him, but he he should beat Jordan Winsky pretty easily. So yeah, like th- that light heavyweight fight's pretty interesting. Johns is pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, no- nothing I'm licking my chops at to try to get in on betting wise. And if you do, if he is, if he changes mind and he has something to lick his chops about, it will be in our Discord. So make sure you are in there. Um, I'm sure we will be talking about Bellator. We already are talking about it, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it come Friday night as well. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. It's SGPNMMA. I'm Jeff Fox writer. He's Gumby Vreeland on Twitter. Uh, one of our writers, the uh, guy you may know from football and baseball podcasts, uh, Dylan Rockford did a write up on this bell chart too, with some of his picks. So you may want to check that out on the site, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and listen, you can listen to Gumby's top turtle MMA podcast. He has, uh, it is out right now. I was just listening to it before I went on the air here. Uh, just to prove that it is out there. First, uh, first guest, a lot of, a lot of F-bombs, Dan. Really hard to listen to. Oh, that's because he's from <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. all, all you, yep. It, it was, it was a fun interview. I haven't finished the rest of it. So make sure you listen to Top Dirt on the May podcast. Read our stuff, sportscomedypodcast.com. Um, is that it? Did I, did I hit everything? I think you got it all. All right. We're going to be back in your ears on Thursday breaking down another fight event. We're going to be breaking down Cage Warriors. Uh, usually they're in the UK. They are in for some reason. They're in California this week. So we're going to give you picks for that, which is another Friday event. So Friday will could could be, actually it will be. Let's say it will be a profitable uh, day and evening for us. So uh, until then, I will remain the chalky one, Jeff Chalks Fox. He, he will remain Gumby God, Gumby Vreeland, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.